Congregation, the text for this morning is our sermon is from Psalm 42, verse 2. Psalm 42, verse 2. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? So far. The theme for the sermon, close to God. Two thoughts, thirsty for the living God, that's the first part of the text, and secondly, appearing before God, the second part. So the theme is close to God. First, thirsty for the living God, my soul thirsty for God, for the living God, and secondly, appearing before God. When shall I come and appear before God? So far. Congregation, young people, children, have you heard maybe this week the coyotes in the back of the field howling in the middle of the night? Probably, probably chasing a rabbit or so. That carries quite far that sound, that howl of those animals. Have you heard cats screaming in the middle of the night? So loud as well that you wake up? Well, today we hear of a different animal. A deer. Actually a female deer, the Bible says. It's a stag. It's a hind. A female deer. Not a male. And it is very thirsty and it's loud as well. And you hear that sound echoing in the country. David probably had in mind a Persian fallow deer, I understand. There's a deer that was living those, those days in those countries, a Persian fallow deer. And the cry was raw. The poor animal was very thirsty and almost dying, collapsing. For months it had not rained in Israel, and the brooks and the streams were empty. And if the animal would not find water, it would die. Now, some think that the animal was thirsty, but that the animal also heard the sound of water. Because we read also in verse 7 about that. In verse 7, deep calls into deep at the noise of thy water spouts. All thy waves and thy bills are gone over me. So some have tried to reconcile that. Thirsty and yet billows waving over them. How can it be? Well, I think it's an easy solution. In the Bible, in the Psalms especially, we often see changes in scenery. So first day feels like a thirsty deer. And a few minutes later he would say, I feel like drowning. I feel like all the waves coming over me. So there's not per se a connection. You don't have to explain that he was thirsty and yet almost drowning. Because there's a change in vocabulary. So let us limit ourselves. He was thirsty. David is the author, probably, and he compares himself to that thirsty animal. 
as the heart panted after the Wolbrook, so panted my soul after the Ilgon. He compares himself. And let us try to let us sink in what that means to be so thirsty. What does that mean? I read about it in Psalm 63 as well, a psalm of David when he was in the wilderness of Judah. O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee, my soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee, in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. So maybe also literally in that case. Literally thirsty in a thirsty land but also spiritually. You're thirsty and, then, and, then, and really dehydrated. You have a hard time moving your tongue. I read in Job 29 verse 10, their tongue cleaveth to the roof of their mouth. Imagine you, that your tongue is cleaving to the roof of your mouth. That's how they feel spiritually. He can talk. Or think of Psalm 22. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaveth to my jaws. Kind of the same, right? Not able to move your tongue. Or Isaiah 41. When the poor and needy seek water, and there is none, and their tongue faileth for thirst. So they cannot move the tongue, they fail. What does David mean? by being so thirsty. Not physically, not emotionally so much, but spiritually. What does he mean? What is he hungry for? What is he thirsty for? What does he want to drink? What do you think, children? David is thirsty. He says, I'm so thirsty. What does he want to drink? He wants to drink God. He wants to drink the Lord Jesus Christ. Because that's truly bread. That's truly drink. Nothing else helps you. Nothing quenches your thirst but God himself. He would like to see God's friendly face. He wants the Lord's face to shine on him. He wants the Lord's countenance to be lifted up over him. That would make him truly happy. The favor of the Lord. Nothing else would satisfy, right? When someone is thirsty, he doesn't want that bread. He can't chew the bread. First, he has to drink. And so David does not need anything else but God to be satisfied with him. That thirst for God we don't have by nature. We have referred for sin and self and the world, not for God. We have no desire to be close to him and to be loved by him. That is not so important to the natural man, but it's a work of the Holy Spirit. It's a hunger for God. It's also a hunger for righteousness. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for holiness for obedience. This hunger is never stilled completely. This thirst is never quenched so far. 
that is something that goes along in the entire life of God's people. They never come over that. They never are past that state. Time and again there is that first. Sometimes more. Sometimes less. Sometimes it's cold. Sometimes it's that first again. The first is very strong when they suffer, maybe, like David. When sin is in the way, when they have fallen into certain sins, they can be that first so strong. When they have grieved the Spirit, and the Bible has been closed for a while, and did not speak to their heart, oh, then they are grieved again, and they are hungry and thirsty for the Lord to come back. When the Lord teaches them to live by faith, that's important to them. So that first, my soul, that means me, my whole being, every, every fiber of my soul, of my being, my soul thirsteth for God and keeps thirsting, being thirsty. For the living God, the God who is alive, the God who is the author of life, maintains life, gives life, the real God. Oh, my soul is thirsty for the living God. Do you know something of that? Have you been made thirsty for God? That's a wonder. And maybe this morning there are some thirsty souls in church and they, they wonder, is my thirst really enough? Do I have the real work of the Holy Spirit in my heart? Now we have had a week of preparation to examine our hearts, but yet there can be such a thirst this morning hour as well. So let us pray that the Lord may quench the thirst and the Lord may open his word and also apply it with the Spirit so that we may drink and be satisfied with him. A pee before God, satisfied with him, our second thought. So David is thirsty for God. Where does she want to go? How can the Lord quench the thirst? What is he in need of? Well, he says, when shall I come and appear before God? Right? So there must be a place somewhere to appear before God. And he's asking, when and where? Where do I go? And when is that time that I may come and be before God? The translation of Edward Young is as follows. When do I enter and behold God's face? And also the Dutch translation uses the face here, before God. Also the Dutch translation says, when shall I appear? be before him when shall I see his face it's clear David is not home he's on the run 
He is fleeing for Saul or Absalom, we don't know. But he's not home. And he is in the middle of the night, for example, crying unto the living God to be satisfied with God, to drink. And he knows I have to go back to the temple, rather tabernacle, to there experience the favor of the Lord. Well, we would say you can also pray at home, and the Lord also can reveal himself at home. That's right. But don't forget the importance of the tabernacle those days. Because to see God's face was going to the tabernacle. There the Lord revealed himself. There the Lord showed who he was. For example, they saw the animals being led to the altar. They, they looked at the animal and thought, poor animal, you have done nothing amiss. You should not be killed. I should be killed. But that animal was brought, that innocent animal was brought to the, to the priest. And the priest used his knife and killed it. And the real Israelite thought, he for me. I am set free. And then they saw the blood gushing out. And they saw the meat being put on the altar. And they saw that the priest was putting fire on them. And they saw the meat burning. And they saw the smoke ascending. And so they saw something of the Lord's substitution. And that's what David was longing for, to see that again. Let me show that from the Bible. Psalm 36, verse 8. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house, and thou shalt make them drink of the river of thy pleasure. Isn't that a beautiful text? To be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of God's house. Because fat also satisfies, right? Gives strength. And so being abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house, thou shalt make them drink of the river of thy pleasures. That's what was happening in the, in, the, in the tabernacle, or close to the tabernacle. To drinking from the river of God's pleasure. But they were satisfied with the fatness of his heart. Or Psalm 27. One thing have I desired of the Lord that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. The beauty of the Lord. David had seen the beauty of the Lord before. And he said, Lord, I would like to see it again. Would like to be impressed again. Would like to be received as a revelation by renewal. To see the beauty of God. The 
power, the faithfulness, the grace, the patience, the faithfulness to see that beauty of the Lord. Have you ever seen the beauty of the Lord in reading the Bible and in listening to sermons? Have you seen the beauty of the Lord in the Lord Jesus Christ especially? He was so impressed out on him. He's desirable and so precious. So think of the fatness of God's house. Think of the river of his pleasures in the Bible. Think of the beauty of the Lord. Or Psalm 29, give unto the Lord the glory, do unto his name, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Maybe you say, it's still not so clear. So David likes to go to the tabernacle to see God's face. Yes. And what does he see then? He is satisfied with the fatness of God's house and the beauty of the Lord and the beauty of holiness. But can you not say something more concrete what David really wants to see and what satisfies him? What is so beautiful? Psalm 63, again. Psalm of David, when he was in the wilderness of Judah, O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee, my soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land, when water is to see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. So he has seen him. He has seen in the sanctuary his power and his glory. See? For the beautiful thing that was when David saw that the power of God, not only the power of creation, also the power of regeneration, the power to forgive, the authority to take away sins, the power to save the people from their sins, the power to give a new heart to unwilling people, that the Lord has that power, that beautiful power, to see thy power and thy glory, so I, I, as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. And when? There was that, that was his question, right? When shall I come and to be before God? He did not know when he would be back, when he would see it again. What about us? Maybe someone is saying this morning in church, when? When shall I come? When shall I attend? When shall I come and to be before God? When? Is that your question? Well, let me try to address that. Pray for that this morning. Make thy face to shine upon thy servant. Save me for thy mercy's sake. We pray for that. 
but also think of the Lord Jesus. Because to appear before God is also appearing before the Lord Jesus. You say, well, are you sure? I am. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6, For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So in the face of Jesus Christ, we need to try to we need to try to find the Lord Jesus, to see him, to see Christ in his sanctuary, his power, his glory. When? Hopefully today. When shall I come? And the people for God, hopefully today. If it is the work of the Holy Spirit, if you have been made thirsty and hungry for righteousness, if you have seen him in the sanctuary before, if you have seen something of the beauty of the Lord Jesus previously, if you are one of his, then come and to be before God. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man first, let him come unto me and drink. See, there is also this morning that the Lord is inviting his people to come to the table and to see his power and his glory and to be satisfied with the fatness of God's house, and to be satisfied with it. So that is David's desire. And when David looks at himself, it is impossible. When he looks away from himself, it is. And as you know, David also speaks to himself. You know, sometimes we listen to ourselves. God's people sometimes listen too much to themselves. They should speak to themselves, not only listen to themselves. When God's people listen to, them, to themselves, listen to that voice that they hear, that says, impossible for you, can be true. You have sinned too much. You're too hard. You don't have enough qualification. There's nothing in you the Lord can be pleased with. So then they're listening to themselves. When you listen to yourself, people of God, you will never be able to attend. But you have to speak to yourself. Right? Speak to yourself. And that speak to yourself is also two times in Psalm 42 and one time in Psalm 43 in that almost refrain. So David is talking to himself. Why, David? Why? Why are thou so cast down, O my soul? And why are thou so disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, 
for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. For the help of his countenance. Compare that to the last verse. Why thou cast down on my soul, and why thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him with the health, the health of my countenance. So it says in verse 5, his countenance, and in 11, my countenance. Two faces, God's face and my face, facing each other. Lord, that we may see the help of thy countenance, and that that would be the help of my countenance. Because if thou wouldst light thy countenance, shine with thy countenance upon me, then my countenance is also a healthy. It's healthy for me. Psalm 42 and 43 are twin psalms. And the longer you look at them, the more you see how much there is of Christ in the psalm. Of the Lord Jesus Christ, all thy waves and thy billows are going over me. This the Lord Jesus. Why hast thou forsaken me? Is it not close to where is thy God? And the Lord Jesus was thirsty. He was thirsty on the cross, not only literally, also thirsty for his Father. And so he paid the price. And so he wants to exemplify that at the table. Congregation, when shall I come and to be before God if the Lord Jesus Christ has become precious to you? If you have a church right and a divine right, then you may come and appear before God. Amen.